Good morning. Today's passage comes from 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 26, and can be found on your Bible in 1854, page number 1854. In a large house, there are articles not only of good and gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes, and some for ignoble. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of youth, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, because you know they lead and produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct, in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. Thank you, Dave. I think it's notable that this letter, 2 Timothy, is the last letter that the Apostle Paul wrote. Sort of his last instructions, thoughts, to his protege, Timothy. And our verse that we're going to focus on today is verse 22. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So let's take a moment to just quiet our hearts and minds in silent prayer. Amen. On July 27th through the 29th, uh, some of our middle school students, along with adult sponsors, attended what is called Power Connection. They went down to Lawrence, Kansas, to the University of Kansas for that event, and the, the theme of the weekend was integrity. And C.S. Lewis defines integrity as doing the right things even when no one is watching. The challenge that ran through the weekend was handling the temptations of life. Temptations that entice us to act and behave in ways that are inconsistent with what we profess we believe. Temptation is the oldest problem of humankind. It started in the Garden of Eden when the serpent tempted Eve and Adam to eat the forbidden fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Every temptation that we face, every temptation has behind it doubting God and then disobeying God. 
Behind every temptation is a lie. Some untruth, some distortion of truth. When Eve is tempted by the serpent to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the serpent lies to her. You will not surely die, he says. But that's what God told them. He wanted her to doubt God's word. And then he wanted her to take the next step to disobey God's word. And this strategy of the evil one has been employed in all its variations throughout history, and it plagues you and me today. The missionary Paul, in writing to Timothy, gives him a very clear and simple strategy for overcoming temptation and maintaining our integrity. And he does it in that one verse, 2 Timothy 2, verse 22. The three points there that are in uh, uh, were the topics of the sessions that our young people experienced at Power Connection. And they were presented by uh, Billy Allison, the speaker. The strategy here is not just for young people. He's talking about youthful desires. And those youthful desires can be still in older people. But they're for all of us who are seeking to walk with Christ. So we're going to consider these three points along with some reflections that two students and one of the adult sponsors who went to Power Connection are going to share with us. So if you, you have your outline, you can see that verse 22 is, it just has very clear, three clear instructions when we face temptation. First is to run. Run away. Flee the evil desires of youth. Literally, seek safety in flight. And of course, it's applied to escaping spiritual danger. In 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 21, Paul is instructing young Timothy and how important it is as a pastor and a leader to be a pure and holy vessel for God so that God can work in and through you. Now, in the past months, we have learned once again of, a, of another pastor of a very prominent, large megachurch in the United States who is the author of many books, brought edification to many people, having to resign because of sexual impurity. The lack of integrity in Christian life, it, it undermines our influence. And this is why Paul says, flee it. Run away from temptations. If we look through all of Paul's letters, we will see that he instructs us to flee from four different things. In 1 Corinthians 10, he says, Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry putting anything before God. 1 Timothy 6, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee all of this. 1 Corinthians 6, 
flee from sexual immorality. Think of Joseph. Joseph in the Old Testament when Potiphar's wife is trying to seduce him. He runs out of the house. And here then in 2 Timothy 2, flee the evil desires of youth. Now when we're honest with each other, how often do we as believers, instead of running away from temptation, we try to see how close we can get to it. And we, see how, we want to see how far we can indulge with temptation without crossing the line of becoming guilty of participation. We want to play with the fire. The Holy Spirit tells us, get as far away from these things as you can because they will overtake you and they will undermine you. Have you ever been chased by a dog? I'm sure most of us have. I, I'm, as a former distance runner, I've had plenty of encounters with dogs while out running and training, especially out in the country. My most memorable experience was coming upon an acreage where two Doberman pinchers charged out of the garage uh, coming after me. I got some speed work in that day. <laughs> Some dogs, they come at you because they want to play. Or they want to follow you. They want to come with you. But there are other dogs that come because you are in their space. And you better get out of their space before they get to you. And, and that's the same with temptation. That's the picture here we're trying to draw. Sprint away before it gets you. These particular sins and desires and all others that we're tempted with, the Apostle Peter says in his letter, are waging war against our souls. 1 Peter 2.11 Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. The goal of sinful desires, the temptations of Satan, the lure of this world is to defeat us, to cripple us, our faith and our credibility. So Paul is saying, set boundaries, hard and fast boundaries against temptation. Now to talk about this point, we're going to have Emma Baker share about the, uh, yeah, Thoughts from Power Connection. I'm gonna... um, good morning. For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Emma Baker, and I will be a freshman attending Central Lion High School this fall. So a couple weeks ago, I got the opportunity to go down to Kansas and go to Power Connection. Power Connection was honestly one of the greatest experiences I've ever had, exploring my faith. It was a safe place for me where I knew I could trust everyone there and they would let me dig deeper into God's word and dig deeper into my faith with God. And so I just would really, right now before I get into um, fleeing, I would like to recommend all parents with students with, in the middle school age to send your children to Power Connection. It was honestly such an amazing experience for me and I would love to go back again if I had the opportunity. 
So each of the three days, uh, we had these things called sessions. And at the sessions, there was a band, and they were called Orchard Hill Collective, and they're based out of Cedar Falls. There was also an acting group called One Time Blind, and they would like do these skits that would kind of get our minds thinking of what the sermon was to come. And then finally, the speaker, as Pastor Dan already said, was Bill Allison. And he kind of based all three of his sermons around 2 Timothy 2.22. And that's flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And so what he did was he took that verse and he split it kind of up into three different sections. To flee the evil desires, to run to God, and to run along with fellow believers of Christ. So the first day, the Friday that we got there, he talked about fleeing our evil desires. And these days, it can mean a whole bunch of things. For some of the kids, it could mean deleting an app on your phone or putting it away for even two hours a day, not looking at it. Give it to your parents and say, yep, I, instead of looking at my phone, reading all this social media that's going on, I'm going to dig deeper into God's word. For others, it could be as serious as alcohol, trying to move away from alcohol. And even it can be just as simple as waking up on a Sunday morning like you're so tired and you don't want to go to church. So it, no matter what our individual des evil desires are, we all have to put them aside and instead run to God. And we have all these amazing people like Cheryl or Pastor Dan who can help us in our journey to find God. So as I said earlier, like Power Connection was truly an experience that I will never forget. Um, I just want to thank God for letting me go to Power Connection and letting me experience what I did and just giving me the opportunity to dig deeper into God's word. So, thank you. Excellent. Thank you. But there's more. Not only are we to run away from temptation, but as Emma said, we are to run to something. The second part of verse 22, and pursue, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. These are qualities we want to run after, to chase down, to aim for. These are four marks of the follower of Jesus personal righteousness, faith, love, and peace. In 1 Timothy 6.11, Paul repeats this after he says, flee the love of money. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue, there's that word again, righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Paul adds in Philippians 3, we're to strain forward towards these things, to press towards the goal. Friends, it's not just running away from something, but running towards something. Godly character, the fruit of the Spirit. One of the principles in addiction recovery is that the recovering addict has to not just stop the addiction. They have to replace it with something life-giving something positive. And, and that, is, that is the principle that's right here. We don't just run from sin, but we run to our Lord and to a godly life. The context 
here I mentioned before, verse 21, if a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Now it's our natural tendency when we think about trying to do service and to, to do kingdom work, well, what are my skills and what are my abilities and what are my strengths in, in doing whatever it is I want to accomplish? That's natural. But it's important, if not more important to God, than our accomplishments and our gifts and abilities is our character. The qualities of righteousness, of faith, love, and peace. Now, we're not talking about perfection here. We're talking about what we pursue, what we, we seek after. Let, let me put it another way. And this is how Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7. He said, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself. Paul borrows a term from the realm of athletics, a term originally refers to the training of young athletes for the participation in competitive games. But he says, we don't try to be godly, we train to be godly. And there's a difference. All of us could go out on the highway right now and we could try to run a marathon. We could try to run to Sioux Center. I know how far I'd get. But instead of trying, we could start to train. We could start taking long walks. We could start jogging. We can change our diet. We can improve our, our um, sleep habits. And these would all be things we would take responsibility for, that would take effort and devotion. And it's the same way with the spiritual life. There needs to be a commitment, a sacrifice to practice godliness. It doesn't just happen when we believe. And you know what God does? He puts us in situations where we have to practice. Practice godliness and love. He does it all the time. He puts certain kinds of people in our lives that maybe we find hard to love. Or he puts us in certain kind of situations where we have to learn to trust him. So the running two, we're going to ask Anna Warnchies to share with us her thoughts from Power Connection. Hello. Um, my name is Anna Warnchies, and I also went to Power Connection, and I loved it. It was so life-changing. If you ever get the chance to go to Power Connection, do it. it. It's amazing. Like It really just opened my eyes, and it was just amazing. <laughs> I love Power Connection, and what really moved me was the powerful speaker there. Like Pastor Dan said, his name was Bill, and he talked about how the, young, the younger generation is lost. We're so caught up, caught up in like technology, relationships, and being popular that we start focusing all our time on that. 2 Timothy 2 verse 22 says, flee the evil desires of youth. 
really opened my eyes. The younger generation really is lost. Second Timothy 2 verse 22 continued, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Technology isn't righteous, it's distracting. At youth group time at Power Connection, we were all discussing different ways we could flee the evil desires of youth and run to God. When I really think about it and what I learned, God has been running to us our entire lives. So my goal is to spend less time on social media and to focus on what's important, God's word. And I think I'm going to end this by saying, and the people who went to Power Connection with me will, will know what I'm talking about, we all have to see beyond the cheese. Thank you, Anna. We have some very good speakers in our congregation. You know, I kind of, maybe we should do this every Sunday. I like sitting down and taking a break. <clears throat> and you get to see and look at, hear somebody else. So, to keep and protect our integrity, we run from temptation. We run to godliness, righteousness, we run to the Lord, and I really like what Anna said. He has been pursuing us all our lives. He's waiting for us to come. And thirdly, we run with. We run with other sisters and brothers in the faith. Again, verse 22, flee the evil desires of youth. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. And then he adds, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I'm sure all of us know that who we spend quality time with, our closest friends, family, whatever, have a huge influence and impact in our lives. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. The Bible instructs us over and over not to be yoked, not to be partnered with unbelievers, but to team up with others who love Jesus, who are committed to spiritual growth and spiritual service. Now, I, I thought, you know, when I used to go to the fitness center regularly, always see people there, you knew that their goal was to try to lose weight. And the most, I think, successful people were those who did it with someone else. They did it together, sometimes more than one. They pursued that goal with like-minded, committed people. And, and that is what we're to do spiritually. Remember our campaign last winter, we do it better together. God creates the church. He creates the body of Christ for us to serve and grow and share and worship together. And when it comes to maintaining our integrity and battling temptation, we need each other. We need support. Do you have other trusted believers that you can turn to for support with the temptations that you experience in life. There is no temptation that you face 
that is unique to just you. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to humankind. In other words, the temptations in your life are no different from the temptations that others experience. You and I do not need to face our temptations alone. We can give each other support, especially prayer support. Ultimately, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces, spiritual principalities. And if the battle is spiritual, then prayer is a spiritual weapon. And prayer was, prayers with others is teaming up and using our weapons together. Another thing we need is accountability. We need accountability with each other. And I feel that this is one of the great weaknesses of the American church. Instead of bringing our weaknesses and challenges with sin and temptation to one another for support, we keep them private. We keep them secret. And we try to battle them on our own. And this is the downfall of many. I referred earlier to a prominent pastor of a megachurch who was forced to resign because of sexual inappropriateness. That happened some months ago. This week, the entire board of elders and three staff members of that church resigned. And they stated their reason is that they failed to hold their pastor accountable and to listen to the victims. Everybody in the situation tried to handle the situation alone or to cover it up, and it doesn't work. We are only as sick as the secrets that we keep. We need to run from temptation with each other. We need to run together towards godliness. How many of you could identify someone in your life that you would call a mentor? A mentor, a coach, someone who's more mature than you, who's further along in the Christian journey, whom you spend time with to look for wisdom and support, to pray with, and to be accountable to. I think this is a neglected relationship in the church. Proverbs 27.9 says, The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. In the ancient battles, Roman soldiers used what was called a formation. They used a formation that was called the turtle. Or tortoise. No, I'll stick with turtle. <laughs> turtle formation. Tortoise. That's the other word. They gathered in with each other, close to each other, arranged themselves with their shields around each other and above each other, for protection from arrows and spears and rocks and whatever else came at them. This is a picture of the Christian life together as we journey protecting each other in times of temptation, in times of trial. 
Hebrews 10:24, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now, one of the adult sponsors and Power Connection uh, is Joel Viss, and Joel's going to share some points here on this on this uh, topic. Morning. I uh, I feel terrible. You heard all these kids tell about getting away from technology, and all my notes are here on technology. <laughs> For the record, though, our church does have an app with a Bible app on it, so you can download that app. Um, I got to go down to a power connection with these kids uh, as their sponsor. I like to say that better than chaperone. Um, because it really wasn't a chaperone. Uh, when I say I got to go with these kids, I really did because uh, we did it with each other. And uh, we went to all these sessions, we hung out with each other, and uh, it was just a great blessing to be there and uh, to explore with these kids and do it with them, not to, just to be there for them um, to uh, go through those sessions. There's just as much in those sessions for me that it was for them, and uh, it was really great. You talk about Anna with uh, all the different distractions out there. One of the skits was they had about 12 different people on the stage and one was playing baseball with his dad, one was taking selfies, one was flexing, one was reading a book, one was doing all sorts of things, somebody was working, and they had all these people up here and they're all doing different things and it was very distracting because they were all doing something different and being as loud as they could. And in, in the back behind them, there were two gentlemen, one was wearing glasses, he represented Satan, and one was on the other side representing Jesus. And uh, the Satan character would just keep saying, I'm winning. And then the Jesus character would come back and said, I'm waiting. And they would go back and forth, I'm winning versus I'm waiting. And uh, just showing that Jesus is there waiting for us, and that's where the run with and run to comes into play. But you talk about running from temptation, running to God, that's tough in the real world, especially for kids. It's really tough. I, I mean, and the best way to do that when we talk about running with, you need to run with the right crowd. You need to be surrounded by the right people. And uh, that, that is something that's hard to do too because you want to be part of the cool crowd. You want to have all the fun. You want to do all the good stuff. But sometimes you got to make that choice and get away from that crowd and come back to the ones that you need. Um, here at First Reformed Church, we're those people. We are the people to run with. These kids are looking for us. They need us uh, to help them with their faith journey. And uh, we were challenged down there by uh, Bill, and he challenged us every day. And uh, he talked about the different levels of our faith journeys. He talked about there's people in this church here today that know who Jesus is, but they don't have a relationship with him. They, they're not close to Jesus. Well, Bill challenged us and invited us, take the next step take that next step. There's some people in this church that know who Jesus are. They, they understand the blessings that have, but they don't know how to get to him. They don't know how to make that relationship. We'll take that next step. We challenge you, go take that next step. There's people in this church today that know Jesus. They've known him their whole life. They love him with their entire soul. They support him. They show him, take the next step. How do you take the next step when you have a close relationship with God? Go out and make a disciple of somebody else. And that's what we were challenged to do, 
was to be disciples. And uh, down there I was honored. I got to stand in that auditorium and uh, with these kids. And I watched some of our own kids and I watched other kids out there stand up in front of 800 strangers and they proudly professed their love of Jesus. They stood up in front of 800 people and said, we love Jesus and we want to know more about him. They turned to me, those, those kids, they would turn to me and they asked me and they looked me dead in the eye. And they said, will you help me? Will you help me find Jesus? And not gonna lie to you, there were tears down there. They cried, I cried. We embraced each other and uh, we decided to do this journey together down there. And uh, there's people around here that they wanna do the journey with too. And I told them, you know, one of the things down there, it was so powerful to see these kids accept Jesus into their lives. But in the same aspect, it was so scary because they turned to me and asked me for help. And I told them, I, I don't have all the answers, but we'll do it together. We'll find the answers. We may have to come to one of you. We may have to ask somebody for help. If I don't know the answer, I may have to come ask somebody else, whether it's Pastor Dan or Cheryl or Amy. But I told those kids I would walk next to them. I would walk with them, and we will find the answers together, and we will do that. And uh, that's our challenge to our church. Our challenge to you guys out here is to take that next step, embrace us, and uh, be the people that we can run with. Well said. Well, let's bring this together. Integrity is being consistent with what you believe and how you live. There's three sources, Scripture says, of, of um, temptation. There's our own sinful nature. There's the values of this world. And there's the evil one himself. And all those things are after us all the time. And they will be until God calls us home. So we must never let our guard down. We must ever be alert and ready, clothed with the armor of God. The takeaway today is very simple, but a very strong strategy. Run away from temptation. Flee. Run to Jesus and his righteousness, peace, love with faith. And run with others because we do it better together. Let's pray. Well, Lord, we don't always like to think of it this way, but our lives are a test. A test of whether we will trust you and follow you or give in to the lies and deceptions of the evil one, of the world, and even our own sinful nature. Lord, each of us have our personal battles but we recognize that all of us share those same temptations. So help us to humble ourselves and come to each other and, and build that turtle shell together and to help each other and support each other, to have the courage to run from and to. Lord, we need you as we've sung 
And we ask Holy Spirit to help us make all this reality. In Jesus' name, amen.